This episode is brought to you by ClickFunnels. ClickFunnels is a tool we use here at Boss Free Society. You can easily create opt-in and lead capture pages, sales order pages, webinar pages, auto webinars, and membership sites. You can get a two-week free trial by going to bossfreesociety.com forward slash click and special for our boss free ballers when you sign up to get your free trial we will send you a complete sales funnel built by russell brunson shut the front door tim yes it's true patty it is true and again you can find that at bossfreesociety.com forward slash click Hey, 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 Boss Reballers, Patty Dominguez here with Tim Wambeck. We are on episode 53 of the Boss Free Society podcast. And on today's interview, we are featuring Jonathan Keaton, actor, improv master, and comedian, who is going to be talking about how, why in the heck are we talking to an improv guy? Well, there's a lot of different skill sets that we can apply and learn from improv that would apply to our entrepreneurial careers. So take a listen. Let us know what you think. There are some golden them hills. We talk about R. Kelly. I know that's random. Lots of randomness today, but trust me, you'll enjoy. It's a good show where we feature some real key concepts that you will definitely Definitely walk away and remember to apply to your entrepreneurial career. At Boss Free Society on Periscope and Twitter, we're testing out Periscope. Let us know what you think and enjoy the show. Do you believe there is more to your career than waiting for the gold watch in 40 years? Did you know that the average American spends 200 hours a year commuting to a job they probably hate? Does it frost your ass to get a 2% raise that barely keeps up with the rate of inflation? Have you ever worked for a boss hole? We know how you feel, and we want to help. Welcome to the Boss Free Society Podcast, your entertaining entrepreneur therapy session with your hosts, Tim Wambach and Patty Dominguez. Couch not included. Patty, 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 we're back in the studio. We have an outstanding guest. That we're going a little against the grain, and I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, well, you came in and said, hey, this guy's going to make us laugh, so there's a lot of pressure on the line to make us laugh and bring the entertainment and explain how that entertainment comedic personality can translate so well into being an entrepreneur. So I'm super excited to hear. Yeah, today we have a professional. This this guy's pro's pro. Uh, his name's Jonathan Keaton. Jonathan is a Chicago native and alum of the Second City National Touring Company, as well as having performed with other organizations like Impact, IO Chicago, Buffalo Theater Ensemble, the Chicago Dramatist, and Pimprov, which is one of the longest running improv shows in Chicago. Uh, he won the BTA Harry Belafonte Award for best performance in an ensemble during his time with Impact. Right now, you can catch him on stage in The Power of Prom, running at the Annoyance Theater, and Pimprov, which runs every Friday night at 10.30 p.m. at CIC Theater. Patty, I've seen uh, Pimprov multiple times, and it is hilarity, and uh, anyone that's in the Chicagoland area should check that out because it's it's phenomenal. Uh, he's also been very fortunate to have kept busy with film and television roles in Chicago Code, Chicago Fire, I'm sensing a theme here, The Mole Man of <laughs> Belmont Avenue, and my name is Jerry. 
Mercury and is currently featured in a television commercial for Xfinity Comcast. If you guys, for us Chicagoans out there, we've seen like the Stanley Cup playoffs. You've seen Jonathan's face on the commercial uh, during uh, during the playoffs. He's also had uh, voiceovers with radio ads for AT&T, McDonald's, American Family Insurance, and Coors Light. Uh, Jonathan would like to thank God, his wife, children, and parents for blessings they've given him and continuing to push him to new heights. The Boss Free Society podcast welcomes Jonathan Keaton. Hello, everybody, and good night, Tim. Appreciate it. Bye-bye now. (laughs) There's nothing more to cover. There's nothing more to cover. that was a br- I that was the most brilliant intro I could ever hope for. Um, hi everybody. Hey Jonathan, wait. So I'm curious because I will be checking it out. Tell us about Pimprov. Just all right because I love that name. First of all, it's, it's hysterical. Awesome. It's awesome. Uh, it, it, the, it was created by one one of the and uh, one of the fun things about Pimprov as being an original improv show. Before I get to the details, is the fact that it still has original cast members in it. Wow. So you've been running for ten years, but you still have. Uh, two of the guys who were in the very, very first incarnation. Actually, well, there's four of us, and sometimes all four of the original guys will still come out and do the show. So that's, you know, there's so many shows you hear that are around for so long, but the casts change, obviously. That's kind of the nature of the beast. But it's the same group of guys that's been doing it, so it's been that's been one of the really cool um, pleasures of it. But anyway, what Pimprov is, is Mars Timms, who's the creator of the group, had a friend whose dad was an actual pimp for real. <laughs> and Mars thought that was the funniest thing in the world. And then he just started thinking, he's like, pimps are characters. They're outlandish. They're fun. What if they formed their own improv group? So the concept <laughs> was, these pimps heard about a player's ball in Chicago. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, player's workshop. Came thinking that it was for players, learned improv, and decided to stay in Chicago and form their own group. And so we have, like, the smoke machine, we got the music, we got the costumes. But the fun part is that all the guys in the group have been improvising for, I think the youngest has been improvising for five years. Everybody else is 15 years or more. And so there, there you go. And then we, and we raise money for uh, domestic abuse shelters because we, all the guys, we're all dads, um, which is funny because we, we go to perform somewhere, you know, cross country, and they're like, who are you guys? We're like, we're Pimprov. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't see the costumes. We're like, it's make believe. <laughs> but yeah, and so we, we've been raising. Uh, we also do. We feed families during Thanksgiving. So this Thanksgiving, come to CIC. You can help uh, donate. Either come see the show, or you can bring canned goods, and we feed local families in the area. And then every Christmas, we do toys for tots, buy the kids toys and and clothing for the shelter and that kind of thing. So That's amazing. Well, the thing is, I don't want to see it. I have to see it. Because as soon as I saw Pimprov, I'm like, oh, my God, that would be hysterical. Especially with the smoke machines and the music and the whole nine. I can only imagine. I can only imagine. It is a must see. (laughs) It's been a while since I've seen it. So I definitely got to go again, too. Yeah, let's do it. And we've been blessed. I mean, like, you know, everybody from the, the, the Sun Times to um, uh, Metro Chicago, everybody's come to see it. And we have people that have seen the show not getting like 40 times. Oh and they'll come they're like, they're like, this is my 40th time here. It's just like we have fun. It's a fun. Classic. So. And, and that's what we're going to do today, Jonathan. We're going to have fun. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> on a Monday? Isn't that against the law? On a Monday. Yes. On a Monday. It, no. it, it can be against the law, but we like to break the law. Yes. Uh, and so, so basically, you know, we, we, we thought we'd bring you on as a professional impro- improviser um, okay. to kind of see what it's like for our entrepreneurs out there to kind of bring a skill set to them. Because Patty and I feel that 
you know, being able to think on your feet is really uh, impactful for when you're being you know, an entrepreneur. So my first question to you to kind of kind of break it down first is what is improv? Improv in a nutshell is what we do every day. So the people go, why do you take classes at improv? And that is being able to think on your feet, work with somebody else, put your ideas together, and then create something different that you weren't originally going for. The problem comes in is that all of us, because we get older and you go through school and you take a job is that you get really used to censoring yourself mm. and going, okay, well, I should do this, not do this. And, you know, or I shouldn't say that I should say this. And that's, it's, a, it's, and having been in corporate life for almost 20 years, it's a great skill set because it's, it allows you to move up, not offend, whatever. The problem comes in is then when you need to kind of be normal and not do corporate speak or whatever speak, that skill set that you had as a kid where you could just walk up to somebody, Hey, how you doing? Uh, how you doing? Want to go play turtles? Sure. You didn't know what turtles was, but that eight-year-old said, let's go play turtles. And guess when did it? But we get older and it's, oh, uh, well, uh, what is it? No. Uh, we get all these safeguards of no, 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 no. And so when you do improv from a stage perspective is everything's a yes, figure out and then just figure it out. Let it happen. In a corporate setting, it's guess what? All three of us can say yes. All three of us can throw an idea in and it'll come out something else. And no one loses something because it's weird. We get adults and we feel like, well, if I throw this out and everybody doesn't do exactly what I said, then I lost. And that's not the case. And so that's really when we're talking about team building, ensemble building, brainstorming for different projects, whatever it is, crafting advertising ideas, marketing ideas. It's that real throwing everything in. We're going to, you know, we might be shooting for this over here and end up over here. And over here is fine. That's great because we all together got over here. And it's also the listening. The listening is huge. Yeah. I'm just like. I got my idea. I got my idea. I got my idea. Wait, what? What'd you say? And then being able to do that and you truly listening to everybody in the group at the same time. Well, and I was going to say. Is that short enough? Hopefully. No. That was perfect. It's perfect because it's a couple of things. It's comparatively speaking, just like you said, if you're in corporate, it's almost like, yes, but you're agreeing. You're not necessarily sure, but you agree because it's safe. Whereas in improv, you agree because you're like screw it, I'm going to see where this goes because it could go anywhere. So there's an element or there's a lot of exploration and free flow thinking where as in corporate, it's a yes, I'm not sure, but I want to be saying yes because it's politically correct. Absolutely, It's a totally different spin on things, right? And then also the creativity of improv is where exactly as I said, I mean, it could literally go anywhere and that's okay. Yes, and, and then on a personal note, to, to piggyback on what you just said, is not you, you'll never totally eliminate it, but cutting down on your own self-judgment. We're, we're constantly judging ourselves, but especially when we're speaking to somebody else. And it, it almost to the point of atrophy. And so it, when you keep doing improv, it kind of lets you loosen up a little bit and go, you know what? I'm going to say this and I, it'll be fine. <laughs> even if I say it, Patty's like, then you'd be like, okay. Uh, you know, but it, it just allows you to do that, I feel. And for people to have fun. We can be in a corporate setting some somewhere along the lines i kind of feel like if you're being very corporate then you can't have fun and i don't understand why, why that t- yeah. yeah exactly now you you've taught improv for a lot of different age groups and you mentioned something earlier when we were off off the air about how that works and how that looks could you kind of d- dive into that say it shortly is i've taught workshops for corporate we've gone into their corporate company taught those i've taught really really small kids from the age of five and older teenagers uh, people who are just deciding to take an improv class because they just wanted to try it. The concept of what we taught them was exactly the same. Their application was different depending upon their age, 
or what we were using it for. But the concept was saying the ensemble building, the listening, the having fun, the just say it, just say it. Nothing bad's going to happen. Worst thing's going to happen is that the scene's not going to go right. Then we'll go edit and then we'll do a different scene. That's it. Nothing bad's going to happen. You know, and, and help people kind of get that out of their head of like, if I'm not brilliant right now, I'll be hated. Not going to happen. So just enjoy it. Enjoy your life. Get your ideas out there and have fun. How did you get into improv? <laughs> I had been acting for a very long time and had always kind of done comedy. I tried to stand up and everything, but didn't really want to do the, the touring part of it. And had a buddy of mine that kept, he's like, he's like, you're the funniest guy I know. And God bless him. Cause I was like, no, I'm not. He's like, yes, you are. He's like, you need to go to second city. And I'm like, nah, you gotta be like Mike Myers. Or right. like, One of those guys. I'm not, I'm not doing it. I'm not going to go. He's like, we're signing up for classes. We signed up for classes. He quit after the first. <laughs> but then I was in, cause now, you know, you like, you meet this group of people and they're like, you're going to go to the next level. Right. You're going to go. And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. Because, you know, you can't let them down. And then went through it. And I was like, oh, oh, we're all just learning right now. Right. Oh, none of us had to be like the rock star at this moment. We can all just learn. And that and, you know, and then once you start doing it, it's just it's I anyway, I find it's very addictive. Like I, I really wanted to be a sketch comedian and still do a lot of sketch. But that was also one of my main ideas to getting into improv is because, well, I know a lot of improvisers do sketch. so I'll take improv and then I'll just do sketch for the rest of my life. And ended up living improv so much. And for the last 10, 12 years, that's been the go-to. Like, people have called me. That's when I've been teaching, whatever. It's like, teach us improv. Come do this show. You know, that it's it's the funniest thing. I love it. I don't want to brag or anything, but January I took an eight-week class in improv, and I was fantastic. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the underground improv circuit told me all about you. <laughs> it, w- it went viral. It went viral on social media, Jonathan. I- I'm not going to lie. Um, no, but I love the whole aspect of I got out of my comfort zone. And I'm saying this because I would have never thought to do an improv class ever. Yes. But the reason why I did it is because I had heard uh, a coaching call. And so the coach said, look, if one of your issues and not me per se, but he said it in general is like, if you are looking to improve upon your communication skills, if you are looking at improving upon the connection skills or storytelling, take an improv class. And I would have never thought about that. I was like, are you kidding? And I went and it was so much fun. I was telling Tim, I'm like, I didn't continue with uh, level two for family reasons or whatever, some commitments with my kids, but I definitely want to go back. And I love the whole, the aspect of just letting go and free flowing in your thinking and just being authentic. Yes. It was so cool. I loved it. I love, love, love improv. First of all, you hit two key words that I'm very uh, embarrassed that I did not hit either one of these words because they're like trigger keywords. One is the communication aspect that you nailed, Patty. It is. It's just, it's teaching you how to refine that ability to communicate with others that you just met and, and not put so much on it. And then when you were saying the, the, the authenticity, in my personal opinion, I feel like five and six year olds are the best improvisers out there. For sure. <laughs> because Absolutely. we can walk in a room and go like, all right, this next scene, this chair right here is a rocket named Freddie. And all those kids are like, Cool. And then it's game <laughs> Like, there's no, you know, there's no, like, why would you name a chair Freddy? Or, you know, or, you know, and it's it's so funny as adults, like, do the exact same exercise, and either everybody's like, like, they, yeah. they take, like, literally, like, physical two steps back from the chair as if it's going to come alive and eat them. Or or you get where there's the one person that comes out and they're doing, like, hey, Freddy. And I'm like, but you're not like that in real life. Right. And so when it allows you just to kind of be Patty or Tim or Jonathan or Fred or whoever you are 
And whatever your weird sense of humor is that you feel is weird is actually brilliant and makes everything better. Well, that's the thing, too. I think a lot of people have a misconception that you have to be on, like you have to be hysterical. And it, and it's not that at all. Not at all. Yeah. Well, and I was even going to say, in fact, if you try to be funny, that's when you kind of crash and burn. Because I remember in the improv class, there was a couple of guys, they had the whole shtick on. I'm like, you guys are so corny and it's just not even funny. It's, it's fake. It's fake. Exactly. Yeah. And that goes against yes. the whole grain of like being as authentic as possible and see where it goes and letting go yeah and it's and it's scary and and, and that's i think you get a lot of people and i went through multiple stages it's scary sometimes just to walk out there and not do a bit not have a funny wacky character you're doing just say it and then hoping that like come on somebody <laughs> <laughs> somebody add to this the audience hasn't left yet we're still on um and getting past that very simple fear yes um and also finding out that well, yeah, I, you know, we, everything, everybody has something that makes them unnerved. But at least in the world of improv, let's say you walk out there and that scene goes horribly. I say again, you know what happens? Nothing. There's, there's no, it, it's, there's no public shaming. There's, no. <laughs> there's stoning. <laughs> <laughs> you shall be stoned if your scene does not bring comedy within thirty seconds. You did not make me laugh. <laughs> I chuckled. I Off with your head. That was it. Stone them. Um, yeah, so, yeah, you're good. <laughs> to that point, storytelling is such a crucial component to that. And we were also talking about how storytelling sells every single time, whether it's a video that you're doing as an entrepreneur to promote a service or a product, or, for example, your copy on your website, the about you. And in the communication, if you're on stage and you're talking to people, you're giving a presentation, you know, Tim and I have talked on more than one occasion, storytelling will just crush it every single time. Can you? You give your perspective, Jonathan, on why storytelling is so important. I think storytelling is so important because it hasn't changed in thousands of years. From cave drawings and before that, whether it was different nations, whether it was different tribes, storytelling is the thing that history, culture, tradition, all that was passed on through storytelling. Children's stories, the only thing that's changed is the medium in which we tell it. Whether we have the old talkie pictures, uh, but, you know, film, video, digital stuff now, social media, voiceover, whatever, but it's still the same from 4,000 years to 3,000 years to 1,000 years to 500 years to yesterday. Everybody was telling stories. It's just how you told them. And so I think sometimes we get too fancy for ourselves. It's like, I got to come up with something new and brilliant. And, and yeah, but just remember the storytelling part stays exactly the same. The communicating part stays exactly the same. At, at some point, you got to communicate with some other person and and find that common bond or that common interest. It's just all the everything else we do is just how you got there. But that that nugget stays exactly the same. So now we have a lot of boss free ballers out there who are entrepreneurs, just getting started to be entrepreneurs or have a side hustle, what have you. So how can improv be good for entrepreneurs? Especially, I'll I'll, I'll do it in kind of two two phases. I'll go medium to small business and then big business. Medium to small business. Uh, especially if you're a small business, you are doing everything. It's, that's typically typ- <laughs> a small business owner. You're doing all everything. And so you're going to be working with all kinds of different people. And there's going to be some parts you're going to be great at. Some parts maybe you're a little shaky at. But if you know how to talk to everybody and and communicate with them and truly, and I, I stress it a lot of time in my classes, truly listen to them, it will make your life a thousand times better, especially because you have to do so much. In, in both of those mediums. And so if you have that person in this particular department or this guy that you want to kind of bring in, but you can only kind of use them part-time as a third party because you're not big enough to bring them into the fold full, you know, all the way, your ability to find that thing, talk with them and kind of go, okay, 
you're thinking it should go this way. I think it should go this way. Okay, it's going to end up going that way. Uh, I think it's a big thing. On the larger side is sometimes success brings that weird thing of your company gets so big that you got people that are sitting 10 feet from you and you have no idea what their name is. Right. So true. You know, and, and I used to drive certain people crazy in a funny way, but every company I work for, I would just start walking around and talking to people. And they're like, why do you know the people in, in the art department? We don't do any work with them. I'm like, I know, but they were kind of cool and they had cool stuff. And that's <laughs> what it did. It's that thing. Yeah, I might not need this particular department. You may not need them. But there's, again, you don't lose anything in your life. And you're, you're going to be better off for at least knowing who Tim is in accounting. And maybe... <laughs> Three down the road, you go, hey, Tim. Yeah, what's up? And you're like, hey, I you know, got upgraded or I changed jobs or they, we did a reassignment and everything. And now I'm working with you. But now you already have that common bond with Tim. Sure. So when you're going back, and I think everybody's been through this, where you take a job and you're coming in after something that's kind of a mess or it's brand new. So you're wading through it, trying to figure it out. If you have that person that you can actually talk to, talk to, not kind of, well, here's the papers. Can you fix this? Talk to. It makes it better. Especially, you know, these days, kind of grew up where you were at the office for 45, 50, 55 hours a week was not that that outlandish. So if you're going to be there for 55 hours a week, <laughs> some people like, they lose track of that. 55 hours a week, people. I would always say back yeah. in the day, Jonathan, I'm around you jerks more than my own kids. Yes. <laughs> so we better have some fun because I can't be physical 55 hours a week. Exactly. A lot of stress, but I mean, at some point, you, you gotta, we got to breathe it out a little bit. <laughs> and you know, and and we got yeah, we got this giant mess, and we got to sort through it, and we got to hit this deadline, and we got to get all that stuff. But we also have to find a way to if you can get the personal interaction smooth, the other stuff happens. People get so worried about we all oh, we got to get corporately, we got to get everything smooth and, and operational running smooth, and that's true, one hundred percent true. Not denying that, but if you can get the human element of that fixed first, first yep. or improved first, the other part happens. Absolutely. Because it all goes, yeah, it all goes down to that communication and the connection that we've talked about. So whether you're on stage in an improv bit or you're in the work, it's all translatable because fundamentally those essentials are still the same. Yes. Right. Yes. yes so absolutely. True. Yeah, wow. and and you have people who they start to care. What? That weird word. That four letter word, care. But you do. You have people that they might not be part of your department. But they go, you know what, uh, this other company I was working at, they used to kind of do it like this. Maybe that helps you. Tell us about a moment, or how do you know, because we have these um, stories and examples of the moment where you knew that you were a success, that success moment. So a success? In improv. What? Yes, what? <laughs> Thank you, Patty. I'm a, yes! Best guy phone call ever! <laughs> so, so for you and your improv or acting or, or all the other stuff that you do, what is the moment where you're like, Oh my God, I crushed it. I had my moment. It, yes, it, it just felt good. Can you take us to that moment? That's a funny thing to ask an actor because we're always so self-critical of everything that we do. It's true. It's it's one of the things you know better. You know you know better. And yet it's still like, I will say, actually, one of the one of the big moments was in college. They used to, we were on speech team, which is where I met my wife. And at the big, one of these major tournaments, there's, you know, thousands of people there they knew that the tallying took about two hours so there's two hours between the final round for the award ceremony started and so they would say well you know they turned into a talent show and anybody who wanted to come up and do comedy could do it and so i did a you know, we'd have these stories and there were always these very dramatic pro stories but i did it but i opened it up as r kelly <laughs> <laughs> did you pee on someone yeah it was 
It was prior to the peeing. So sad. He was not privy of the peeing no, story. I, he waited too long. I could have missed it. <laughs> you like whipping off the depends. Let's go. Yeah. Man, come on, Art. Anyway, but yeah, I, I, but I remember I was I was really really nervous about it. But there was that thing in your head that kept on. I got to do this. Like I had this idea. I know it's good, but you know that was that self judgment. Like, no, it's not good. But there was that thing that kept on. But I know. And went out there and took a chance. And I remember when I hit like the third note of the song, like the room exploded. Wow. And I was like, oh, yeah, I just killed it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you guys like that, huh? <laughs> it's like, turned into this like 80 year old man who'd, who'd, who'd gotten the right question on Jeopardy. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How many kids? like you're you're an og up there it was i'm like 18 you know that's right that's right you know like i'm gonna drop another note on (laughs) y'all got another one where that came from kids what what song was it uh it was uh sex me baby (laughs) 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 which also being a preacher's kid because I'm a PK had never been allowed to. Oh my <laughs> god! I was like, I'm gonna do this song publicly, and hopefully, no one tells my dad for a long time. So we're gonna we're gonna do it. But it was a good time. It was fun. <laughs> Wait a minute, and is this when you met your wife? It wasn't- uh, yeah, I met her on the. <laughs> All right, Patty. Since you're gonna dive into it now, I have to get, tell personal narrative. There was a time in my life where I was slightly competitive. Ooh, just, <laughs> just a wee bit. And so we uh, we had been on a speech team. I had come from a speech team uh, at College of Pace, which was amazing. Like the, the instructors we had there and that that team for being a junior college, like we were competing against all the national four-year schools on a continuous basis. And be, like we had just one of those like freaky, super talented squad and amazing teachers all at the same time. I go to a new program and it just wasn't the same dynamic. It wasn't wrong. You know, at the time though, young kids, I'm like, what's wrong? We need to win. You know, it was just a different dynamic. But <laughs> So the the year this, this the first day uh, of year two on the new team, we had a discussion which erupted into a huge argument, which erupted into like a two hour yelling match. I hadn't taken improv yet, people. I hadn't, I hadn't communicate properly, um, and and my wife, it was her very first day of speech team and first day of college, and she hears me just like what's wrong? just screaming at me for like two hours, and then we had to draw names out of a hat. Because we had the big bird, baby bird. And she drew my name. And she's like, oh, my God. I drew the insane man. <laughs> switch. Can we switch? But, yeah, that's how I met her. On We met on speech team. And then the the irony is, I you know, I, senior year, I graduate. And I set a whole bunch of school records on the North Central College speech team, which my wife promptly broke in the next year and a half. How did that do for your competitive spirit? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just watching. Like, can I have, like, it was, like, you're feeling all great. Like, there's like eight of them there. I'm like, yeah, it's going to take a while for what? What do you mean? Full <laughs> <laughs> of months. You're like, talking? I got to marry you now because I got to tell I'm everybody just, I taught you everything you know. <laughs> like when our kids talk, I go, it's it's not the children's fault. They had no, they had no help. They, they you know, well, they had no chance. If your life were a song, what would the title be? I'm going to say something with hubris because I can't think of anything else right now. So follow the leader by Eric B and Rakim. Nice. Follow the leader. Love it. Love it. What was your dream as a child? Did you want to be? Oh, a superhero. Naturally. Yes. And and then I wanted to build killer robots. I hadn't thought about insurance, you know, or, or death holiday. <laughs> I just wanted a giant robot that blew stuff up because like a hundred footer, you know, nothing 
nothing too big. But then, yeah, that's really kind of what I wanted to do is that stuff. And then probably from 11 or 12 on, the acting thing. I, I didn't, it wasn't solidified. Like, I wasn't like, I want to be an actor. I just knew that I, I really liked performing and people liked it when I performed. And I figured, I think I want to do something like that. And then I, even when I was in college, I hadn't declared it yet. And I had a, a counselor at the College of Page sat me down because I was, you know, doing the, couldn't figure out what I wanted to do. And he looks me in the face and he goes, if there's anything, he goes, right now, Jeannie pops out a lamp, says, you can be anything in the world that you want to be. What would you do? And I said, oh, acting nonstop. It's like, easy. He goes, and you're not majoring in that because why? And I said, uh, I'm trying to be responsible. And then there, and then I promptly left that junior college, went to a private college, and then changed my major to theater. Love you, mom and dad. <laughs> <laughs> and they love it too, I'm sure. <laughs> now they do. Now they do. At the time, they were like, what? <laughs> you went to a private school and then declared theater major? Yeah. Are you trying to kill us? <laughs> well, but I think, you know, acting and entrepreneurs have a, there are a lot of parallels between actors and entrepreneurs, I think. And there's a lot of things that you get, a lot of different hats you got to wear. And, and there's a lot of things that I think go hand in hand. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and go back to the small business part specifically. Acting in small business, you are the product. Exactly. Yes. You Absolutely. are. Yep. I, I, don't, I don't care what your small business is actually selling until you get bigger you are actually the product that's a great point unless you have that one weird thing that nobody else has and there's very few items that are like that right everybody else has what you got and it's walmart they probably have it for like half the price right but there's a reason why i skip walmart and go to you because you are the product i love it i love it that's a very very good point do you you have a funny story, a horror story of auditioning. Like, do you have something that you could you could share with uh, the listeners that would uh, oh. be, be funny, entertaining, whatever that you, however you want to take sure. that question. I, that's the easy one. It's mm-hmm. it's the once in a lifetime one. So <clears throat> I'm a you know towering five eight and a half, just giant mass of a man at five eight and a half. Uh, yeah, and I'm I'm claiming that half, and I'm not letting go of it. People <laughs> <laughs> live with it. Uh, <laughs> is you know you don't. Get calling for a lot of the you know six pack abs, six foot four dashing fellow roles, and it was for an Illinois lottery. And we got called back, and I saw a buddy of mine. We're sitting in the lobby, and what it was is it was supposed to be a regular guy with showgirls because he's having a dream. So they called us back at the same time. So we're sitting in there, and it's just one like drop dead you know gorgeous beautiful woman after these are not the ladies I'm ever paired with in an audition. So they're coming all in and then they're all in like swimsuits because they had to, I guess they needed to see if they, what they would look like for, you know, as a showgirl or whatever. So I'm sitting there and I'm just looking and we're laughing. I go, does this feel like you're in some kind of weird dream? Like your teenage <laughs> dream has come alive. He's like, yeah, I go, it's the craziest thing ever. He goes, what do you do? I said, I'm gonna call my wife. And he goes, what? I said, I said, Oh, we've been married forever. I said, I'm gonna call him and be like, I'm in a room full of really drop dead women. <laughs> He's like, you know, you want to like, boop, boop. It's like, guess what? Yep. There's like 20 women all in the swimsuits right now. Yep. They're all suddenly gorgeous. Thought you should know. All right, bye. <laughs> <laughs> What's the point of being married if you can't tell your spouse that stuff? Anyway. <laughs> so there you go. There that, you go. But yeah. I was, just, I was just laughing because you're like, this is never going to ever, ever happen again. <laughs> <laughs> so you might as well let everybody know and, oh, yeah. and let it start with your wife. It's oh, a yeah. good move. It was a good, it's a good move. There Jonathan. All right, Tim. Uh, do you want to ask the famous last question? Yeah, this this question you might you can take it any direction that you want. But what um, what what advice do you have? What sage advice do you have for our bus free ballers? Um, 
something that would help their business in the next 24 to 48 hours move forward? Well, I can only really give you kind of my personal opinion. Um, That's why we had you on the show, Jonathan, for your personal opinion. But can I get everybody's opinion, else's opinion right here? It's got a checklist. All right, fine. Now, um, it sounds so cheesy, but it's true. The, the same thing is you are you for a reason. You are owning your business for a reason. You're start, you got the gumption to start your business for a reason, whatever that is. But you're already there. You did it. So if you got some kind of business with your name on it, you did it. So trust in that and go for it because there's millions that didn't. And it, and that's it. I mean, and and I I personally got caught up in the, well, why, 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 why? At some point, just don't ask why. You have it, go for it, and uh, trust that you know what you're doing because you probably do. That's right. You don't realize it. That's Jonathan Keaton, actor by trade, comedian by nature. <laughs> Movie. The last one is, how do people get in touch with you? So oh. George Lucas, he's hearing our podcast. And stuff. It's like, oh, I got to get in touch with that, Jonathan. Said his name, I had to take a moment. <laughs> Lucas, love that second trailer so much. So much, Mr. Lucas. Do you see Vader? He's right there. Oh, oh yeah. I, there you go. <laughs> he's showing us his Darth yeah. Vader, everyone. Vader in the, in the, in the in office. The house. No, don't, don't play Star Wars, folks. I mean, that, you, you, you're getting too close to my heart here. Oh, see, um, No, they can go to www.com jonathankeaton.com that's probably the best way it has connections to my twitter my facebook page my demo reels all that stuff is up there yeah that's that's probably the best way or you can go through my agency which is grossman jack talent and they're at grossmanjacktalent.com and uh there you go there you have it everyone jonathan keaton the amazing jonathan keaton thank you so much for the great tidbits nuggets of absolute gold to remember to be authentic do do you the best way that you know how because that's really what you're selling and a lot of great tips and if you haven't taken improv is definitely something to consider because i i for one think it's amazing so so jonathan thank you so much for being on our show we so appreciate you everything you're doing and continued success Bless you guys. Thank you very much. You guys have a great week. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Boss Free Society podcast. If you want more, connect with us on Facebook at Boss Free Society fan page, Twitter at Boss Free Society, or join our group of other boss-free-minded peeps at the Boss Free Dojo on Facebook.